You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. So much for that, ladies. Take your Bibles tonight, Proverbs chapter 9. Really enjoyed that. I love that song. Proverbs chapter number 9 tonight in your Bibles. I've enjoyed the singing in church today, um, that, uh, the spirit that you brought with you, thank you uh, for having a great spirit. I've enjoyed being uh, and having fellowship and joking around and laughing. I even enjoyed the kind of interpretive, interpretive dance from the, from the balcony up there, from some of our ladies, I don't know, but uh, you can ask, you can ask Chica and Krista about that, but uh, you know, I enjoyed that during uh, How Big Is God, I've enjoyed uh, getting to preach today, study the Bible. I've been, I've had a lot of enjoyments. We were kind of, uh, some of the men and I were kind of uh, uh, joking around and talking about different things of, of uh, what's been going on around the church recently. And there's just, you know, it's just so funny. Like, you know, when you go to Bible college and you think about ministry, you think about it in a certain way. You know, you think, I'm, I'm going to be serving God, I'm going to be doing this and do, doing that. And it's just so many times in 16 years that uh, you find yourself doing things, you're like, boy, I never thought I'd be doing that in college, you know, or anything like that. And maybe you may have noticed, like even coming in today from our church right over here, like all the mats, the big mats out there you, 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 you uh, normally, you know, scrub your feet on, they're just gone. And so there's like five or six of them. And so someone stole them last night just stole our mats. So we went online, we have a, we have a camera there. So uh, I asked for the Josh, I said, can you just see like, what happened, you know? And sure enough, 1.45 this morning, something like that, somebody just walks up, looks at our mats, and uh, take as slow as can be, takes out of their backpack a big rope, walks over, puts all the mats on top of each other, like they're just going to Walmart, picking out something, you know, and brought it over and sat there and, you know, looked at it for a little bit and then rolled it up and tied it and then rolled it up. And I'm just thinking, like, there's just no shame. Like, there's no fear. There's, there's nothing. It's like, oh, we'll just take that. And uh, so that was, that was this morning as well. You know, it's just funny. We, we used to have uh, plants out back here on the north side of the building and uh, trees and different things like that. And years ago, we had someone come and steal them all. Plants, trees, you know, just like little things. And then they did it again months later. And, it's just, you know, it's just so funny to me, just different things that happen. And, uh, and I mean, it's, it's, it's sad and funny at the same time. But uh, it's just amazing, you know, when you think about ministry. So welcome Michael and Jen and let them know, hey, this is what it's about, all right? So anyway, you say, what does that have to do with your message? Nothing. I just wanted to tell you. So anyway, Proverbs chapter 9, kind of continuing in what I've been calling an unofficial series in the book of Proverbs. And, uh, you know, we, we need wisdom. We, we need that so much in our lives and in this day and age to stand for Christ and do what we need to do. And the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. And so I've been trying to give you wisdom from these books, uh, from these chapters, and picking out a, a thought or two here and there that maybe you've read before but not fully understood and how it applies to wisdom. And so I want to give you a thought tonight out of Proverbs chapter 9. I want you to look at verse 9 with me. The Bible says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he'll be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. 
Again, give, give instruction to a wise man, he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. That's interesting. It seems like, okay, well, that's a logical conclusion. What's the lesson there? Well, if this verse is true, which we believe it is, of course, then the opposite would be true as well. So think with me. If we're talking about, in the book of Proverbs, we're talking about wise men, what's the opposite of the wise man? The fool. Scorners and fools. Opposite of wise. So if you were to flip this verse, it would say something like this, give instruction to a foolish man, and he'll be still foolish. He'll still be foolish. Teach a foolish man, and he will not increase in learning. In fact, the previous verse even says, reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Uh, but rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. So what's the difference? What are we talking about here? And what makes a wise man wise? What makes the fool a fool? Well, a foolish person is going to remain a fool because they don't want to learn. They don't want to increase knowledge. They don't want to increase wisdom. They want to continue doing what they've been doing. And so as we're looking at this, I think the word that we could apply here from this verse of, of give instruction to a wise man, he'll be yet wiser. Teach a just man, he will increase in learning. I want to preach a message entitled, Be Teachable. Be Teachable. Be Teachable. What is teachable? Teachable is able to learn by being taught. You can be taught. It means able to be taught, apt and willing to learn. It doesn't just mean that you have the capability of being taught. It means that you seek being taught. You seek to learn. You seek to grow. You seek to know something that you did not know before. And I think every time you come to church, I think every time you sit in a Sunday school class, which you should every week, and every time you, every time you come to Wednesday night church, every time you open your Bible, I think the spirit of a wise man or a wise woman or a wise teenager is, I need to learn something. I need to learn something. I, I want to grow and I want to learn. And so we're going to talk about being teachable for just a few minutes tonight. Let's pray. Father, bless the next few minutes, I pray. Use this message, God. May we walk out of here tonight determining to be teachable. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You've heard the old adage that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I hope that's not true of anybody in here. Uh, and, and the question is not can you learn? Because yes, you can learn. You can learn. Some of you thought, well, you know, when the cell phone, when you got a new cell phone, you had to, you were forced to upgrade, and you got the new cell phone, and you thought, I will never learn how to do this. But can I tell you, some of you that are older now, you're on TikTok doing these challenges, and okay, maybe not, but uh, you're able to learn things. You are capable of it. The question is, are you willing to learn? Are you willing to submit yourself to teaching? My pastor, when I was growing up, he told us before we went to Bible college, and I would tell Nora this, I would tell James this, anybody leaving to college, Rachel, whoever else, that when you are going, you need to be like one of these. So what is that? It's a plastic bag. No, it's a sponge inside the plastic bag. I stole this from Cipriano. He's on vacation. Don't tell him, okay? But I'm going to put it back. But he, my pastor told me, when you go to Bible college, be a sponge, Soak everything up that you can. Soak everything in that you can about the Bible, learning the scripture, and, and become the sponge. Every time, and this has carried on with me. Uh, I used to sit in class and I'd pray, God, help me learn something today or whatever. And it just carried on through. And I, 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 I will tell you, even when I go like on vacation or whatever and I go to a different church, I, I, I even look for ideas from that church. If I go anywhere, I'm stealing stuff. Now, now, that sounds bad. Okay, hold on. 
I was the one that stole the rugs. No, um, it's me. No, but uh, what I'm saying is I, if I go somewhere and they've got a bulletin, thank you very much. Oh, you've got a track, thank you very much. Oh, you, this is how you do this. And if you go to my office, I've got a file about this thick full of bulletins and things from other churches, EDD and mailers, everything I can, because I'm pulling everything in because I'm trying, because I know that I'm not the smartest guy in the world, and I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to know how to do things better. And I think that, that if, if there is any reason why God, <laughs> and I don't know why God would ever want to use me, but I tell you one thing I do have is a desire to learn more. I want to know more about God. I want to know more about what he wants from me. But also, learning is not just about the accumulation of knowledge and the retention of facts. It's about putting it into action. Putting it into action. They say about Abraham Lincoln, though I did not know him personally. They say about Abraham Lincoln that you could ask him questions. And, uh, that, that, no, I'm sorry. He would ask you questions. If you were an expert in something or whatever, they say about him that he would ask you so many questions about it that it seemed like he knew the topic better than you when you were done. Why? He was learning. Always learning. Always trying to draw out information. The Bible talks about in Proverbs how uh, counsel in the heart of man is like a deep well, but a wise man will draw it out. You know, just saying that, that you know, when, when, even when you're looking for counsel, or you're looking for truth, you have to draw it out sometimes. But that's what a wise person does. Now, not only do I see teachability in this verse, but in order for you to be able to be teachable, there is another ingredient. There is another ingredient if you're going to be teachable, and that ingredient is humility. Humility. You have to be willing to be taught. Humility is a big thing about teaching because you have to recognize and admit that you don't know it all. And for some people, they don't want to admit that. They don't want to admit that they don't know it all, but we have to admit that. We need to remain students. See, we think that, hey, I graduated from high school. Maybe some of you graduated from college. And no, I, all my student days are over. No. They should be beginning. We should be a student the rest of our lives and, uh, because God is still our teacher. Okay, let me give you a Bible verse. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world so god's grace is continually trying to teach us something the question is are we learning the question is are we willing are we willing to say i don't know it all god but i'm going to be a sponge and every time you speak and every message and every lesson and everything i'm listening are you a good student tonight are you a good student i want to encourage you to be a good student of the word of god be a good student of the word of god when the bible is shared listen well, I've read that passage before, and I already know what it says. You know what all that it says? You've got that one mastered? You know, when I preach, I, ask, I, I, I used to do this more often, but I ask God for four things regarding when I, when I preach the word of God to God's people and my messages. I, I, I've prayed many times, God, help them to listen. Hopefully you've, you've got number one down. Um, I, I say, help them to listen. God, help them to learn. Then I say, God, help them to love the word of God and help them to live it. That's my prayer, that we would listen, that we would learn, that we would love it, and that we would live it. That's, that, I want to encourage you to be a student of the word. Now, can I just take a time out here and address those of you who've been here on Wednesday nights for a second? On Wednesday nights, I have been talking a lot about 
studying the Word of God. And I have given you tools. I have, I've tried to make it simple. But some, I know on Wednesday I gave so much information. I gave too much information on Wednesday. But what I want to say is this. I hope that as you've been coming on Wednesday nights and you've been listening or you've been listening online or whatever, and those of you that are listening online, if you've heard those, that, that you don't, sometimes I, I, I know that I can give so much information that it's almost discouraging. And I hope that you didn't walk out of there thinking, well, do I have to do this every time? Look, if you're just reading the Bible, I'm happy. But I'm trying to give you tools if you want to study, if you want to dig in. But right now you may say, that's foreign to me. Don't get discouraged. Look, just keep reading your Bible. Just keep reading it. Just be a student of the Word of God. Even if, hey, all those lessons on Wednesday were not a help because they're outside of what you are capable of right now, that's fine. You just keep reading the Bible. So I want to throw that in there and make sure I said that. But be a student of the Word of God. How about be a student when it comes to ministry? Be a student when it comes to ministry. Are you willing to learn or are you set in your ways when it comes to the ministries you're involved in? Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to make changes uh, we've always done it this way. Well, what if it's a still a good way, it's still a right way, but there's a, a different way? Are you willing to change? I've gone to pastors' conferences before, and I've seen young preachers stand up and preach, or young preachers stand up and teach a class or something, you know, 20s, uh, 30-year-olds or whatever, and I see pastors sitting in the audience that are 70 years old that have been pastoring for 45 years. You know what those pastors are doing? They're sitting there taking notes, learning from someone half their age, Learning from someone that hasn't been alive as long as they've pastored. But they have learned that they need to learn. And I think that's a great thing. Uh, studying and being a student when it comes to ministry. To uh, learn how to improve what your goals are. How you're going to achieve those goals. You know, the, the goal of not being boring. The goal of being welcoming. The goal of, of, of making, uh, helping people grow spiritually. The goal of outreach and bringing people in and personal growth. And if you're going to do any of that, it requires teachability. How about the goal of being a student when it comes to your marriage? Being a student when it comes to the Word of God and being a student to ministry, but being a student when it comes to your marriage. The Bible tells husbands that they are to dwell with their wives according to knowledge. Now, I don't know why God would give us an impossible command. No, but he's saying, dwell with them according to knowledge. Learn them. Learn them. As much as humanly possible, learn them. I wonder tonight if we had a quiz. If there was a quiz tonight for all the husbands in the room and all the wives in the room, how many could accurately tell what your mate's spiritual gift is? what their day of salvation is, what their favorite restaurant is, maybe what their love language is, uh, uh, you know, what their favorite candy bar is. Check under your seats. There's a quiz tonight. Look at No, I'm just kidding. There's not. But uh, I, I wonder how we do. When I was in college, I, um, I, I, was, I was starting to date my wife, and I really liked her. And so I thought, I want to remember like, what she likes and do special things. And so we'd be talking or something, you know, and, and she would say, oh, I really love this candy bar. And I was like, oh, really? And I was listening. She'd say, yeah, my favorite animal is, the, is a monkey and all this kind of stuff. And so I would leave and I had a three by five card. And I would take that three by five card out and I'd put favorite candy bar and I'd write it down. Favorite animal, write it down. Favorite this. I felt like a stalker a little bit, all right? But, but, uh, but I was, I, what I was doing, I was studying. I was learning because I wanted to be able to serve her better. I wanted to be able to show her uh, uh, that I cared and that I, and that I remembered those things or whatever. And I knew her. I wanted to know her. And 
First of all, so I could impress her, but secondly, because I wanted to date her. And I wanted, her, and I wanted to, her to know she was special. Be a student in your marriage. Be a student in ministry. Be a student when it comes to the Word of God. And so tonight, talking about being teachable, how can you be a sponge? Where do we learn from? How do we learn things? I want to give you a couple areas tonight quickly. Number one, we learn through experience. We learn through experience. Now, by the way, I don't know if you noticed or not, but the picture on the screen is not cheese. That's a sponge, okay? It's one of these type of things, and someone took a picture, and it's like the colors of Ukraine, so pray for them while you're thinking about it, okay? All right. But anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's one of these like that, okay? It's just a close-up picture, and I found that online, so you're welcome, all right? But, but we learn through experience. We, that's, that is one way that we can learn. Uh, but uh, someone said experience only teaches the teachable. Experience only teaches the teachable. So in other words, you can have all these experiences in life and come through and know nothing. It's amazing to me. My dad works so many jobs. And he's, he, he's not like a, a straightforward kind of like, he, he's not just going to talk your ear off kind of guy. But we would be doing random things and he'd be like, oh yeah, I used to do that. What? You know, just like, we, we, I told you before, we, we, we drove by a nuclear power plant in, in Illinois one time, and he's like, yeah, I worked there for a year. Dad, I'm 35 years old at the time. I said, I didn't even know that. How, how come I didn't know that? Like, what did you do? You know, he used to carry sheets of plywood, three thick, with his fingers up flights of stairs. You know, he's just one of the big old construction guys for a while. I mean, he just tell me stories of all this stuff, and, and, and he knows how to do everything. He knows how to do everything. He knows how to roof. He knows how to do sheetrock. He knows how to, uh, I mean, it just knows. Why? Because he did it. Experience. Experience. You know, we could talk about trades and how people could learn things getting involved, but, but experience is a teacher. John Maxwell said, it's said that a wise person learns from his mistakes. A wiser one learns from others' mistakes. But the wisest person of all learns, learns from others' successes. I think that's an interesting quote there. Laban in the Bible said, I have learned by experience that God's blessing me because of Jacob. He's learned something through experience. It's the best teacher. Now, here's the thing. God puts us through things, and we have to learn our lessons as we go through them. Or else experience is not teaching us anything. I wonder what God's putting you through. I wonder what God is doing in your life or what, God, what situation God is bringing into, and, and you're supposed to be learning something. But if you're not a student, you're not paying attention to that. So think and have the mindset of a student. You know, it's funny to me that teenagers can, can say things like, you know, that they, they're, I'm smarter than my parents are. Like, I literally, they didn't even graduate college. I'm smarter. And they can think, and not our teens, we have great teenagers here. I'm just talking about Josh. But um, I'm just kidding. But some teens can think, oh, I know so much more than my parents. And, and, but, but here's the thing. Even if, which it, it's not true, but even if it were true that, that you were smarter mentally, they trump you with experience every time. You, you, adults have lived through things. They have been through it. Here's Proverbs. David trying to teach his son. Solomon trying to teach his sons. And we got to learn. Now, again, with experience, doing is the best way to learn something. I said on Wednesday night that if you really want to learn something, teach it. Because then you really have to learn. We, uh, when I was in high school, my dad would make me go sit out with my brother as he changed brakes on the car. They say, go learn how to do that. I don't want to go out. And it's freezing outside. Uh, go, go learn how to do that. 
And I'd go out there and I'd sit with my brother and we'd chat or whatever, you know, and, and I'd, I'd watch him change the brakes on the car and all that kind of stuff. And, and I'd ask a couple questions and he'd kind of show me. My dad would show me. My grandfather was a mechanic, my mom's dad, but I but, uh, didn't, you know, never got to really watch him work. But, but I'd go out there and I'd sit with my brother. And before long, it got interesting. And before long, it was not here, here is me watching him do it. Before long, it was me doing it and learning how to do that. And can I say that I have never in, in uh, 16 years of marriage and, and the four years of college before that and high school, I've never had anybody else change my brakes? You go to the, you go to the they're going to charge you $800 down here. And every however many months it is, I'm out here changing my brakes. And, I, and I've learned to do that by just doing it. And so experience is a great teacher for you and maybe for some of you you're like well when I finally learn how to go soul winning then I will maybe you ought to just get out there and do it maybe you ought to go with somebody and say hey I'm not just gonna sit on the sidelines and study it I'm gonna get out there in the field and go to work there's experience for some of you it's like when I learn to be the perfect teacher then I'll teach Sunday school maybe you ought to just jump in and kind of learn by experience so happened to me they threw me in the deep end said you're teaching junior church this week I was like, I am? <laughs> you know, first time. That would be great. So experience is a teacher. But can I say secondly, experts. Experts can teach you. So I want to say, you know, jump in, get involved in something. But also, if you need to learn something, go to the experts. If I need law advice, I'm going to go to an expert in that. I'm going to call CLA or something, which we have done before. If I need medical advice, I'm not just going to go to WebMD. Cancer.com is what it should be called because whatever you type in there, they're going to tell you you got cancer. You know, I'm going to go to a physician. I'm going to go to someone that, that I believe is an expert. I, I was on, um, I get emails, and I, I reference this website a lot because they always send me emails, but Nextdoor, which is, you know, about our community here, Nextdoor, and uh, in fact, some of our church people are on there. Uh, but uh, I saw on there, the email that was sent to me was this young lady, 19 years old, and she was saying, I want to learn trades. And so what she said was, she said, if anybody needs help with anything, and you can teach me how to do it, and I can just be an apprentice and learn, drywall, uh, any list of concrete work, whatever, uh, carpentry, she said, I will come work for free. I just want to be an apprentice and I want to learn. And all the comments would echo what my sentiment was. That's awesome. That's, that's wonderful. That person's going to learn something and going to go somewhere because of what they're learning. When it comes to teachers of the word of God, hey, maybe you don't know something. Maybe you're, maybe you're looking in the Bible and you want to gain some knowledge. Maybe go to the experts. Now, I may not be the expert, but I can go find some experts. I can look at people that know the Bible better. And I want to just encourage you, though, when I say that, to be very careful who you look to. But uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, but you say, well, I don't know any experts. That's why a lot of them wrote books. Books. I think one of the saddest things about our country, and I'll hurry up after this, but one of the saddest things that has happened since cell phones and iPads and even TV is that we no longer read. We're in front of a TV vegging out and being told stuff all the time and influenced and we're no longer picking up something and reading a book. And, and that is an, an educational thing. That's an important thing to learn to be a reader. When's the last time you, you, you read a ministry book? When's the last time you read a book that, that enriched you spiritually? A, a book about raising kids, a book about marriage, a book about uh, your Bible reading, anything. 
What did you absorb this last week as a sponge? What did you absorb from, from a book, from a Sunday school class? What did we learn? I want to encourage you, be the sponge. Absorb what you can. Because when you absorb it all, then you can be squeezed out and you can help other people. You can give something to others. So experts, you can learn from experience. Can I say thirdly, you can learn from examples. You can learn from examples. How do we learn? We learn by watching other people. That's how I've learned a lot of things, by watching people. Learn how they do things. God blessed us with an amazing uh, uh, system of our brain and nervous system and everything, and how you can watch someone do something and copy it. I mean, it, it's an amazing way that God built our brain. I love looking around our church, and I love seeing many godly examples. You know what I want to do? I want to copy that. I look around, and I see Brother Slater, who's sleeping in the back right now. Brother Slater has been in our church for 42 years. Something like that, 43? 47? Has the church been in existence that long, brother? Okay, no, it has, I'm just kidding. But uh, 47 years. Brother Gettler, how long have you been in our church, brother? 40-something? In the 40s, right? 40-something, and others of you that have been here? And we've got, we've got paragons of faithfulness here. We've got, we've got people that, that you could look at and see that have lived and have stayed in church all these years. We've got people that are, are, are not only the picture of faithfulness, we've got people that are the picture of joy. You, you can't find them down any time, any time you see them. You just never find them having a bad day, even when they're having a bad day. We see people around our church with grace and how they deal with people. And it could be the most volatile situation, but they can walk up and just deal with it with grace. Are we learning from this? Are we, are we looking at these situations and, and are, or are we just constantly glossing over and walking out and not being changed by anything? 1 Peter chapter 2.21, Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. So he was even saying, hey, watch me. And then Paul said, hey, be followers of me, even as I am of Christ. He's saying, hey, watch, learn something. So we can learn by examples. Let the examples that you follow not be the celebrities. Don't let that be the example you follow. Don't let the example you follow be the, be the you know, from someone from the Billboard Top 100, someone from, uh, you know, some celebrity, some, some sports icon. Don't let that be the example you follow. Look at the people that have been in church 40 years. Look at the people that are doing things right and learn. God's given us examples to learn from. We can learn from experts, and even if we don't know them, we can read the books. We can learn from experience, but I want to say lastly tonight, we can learn from edification too edification. What I'm talking about with that is the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. The preaching and teaching of the Word of God. I told someone recently, and I've said this many times, that if I am preaching something that's not from this book, I want to change my belief. Because I want to believe what the book says. And if I'm preaching something and I, and I get it wrong or I don't understand it, I want to know because I want to change to what the Bible says. I want to be a student of this book. Teenagers, you uh, finished school a few months ago and you had, what, eight, nine months in school, nine months in school, 30 hours a week in school. What'd you learn? I, I, you know, it, it, it's funny because we can look back and think, well, I, I know I learned something. I got the Pythagorean theorem, A squared B. I think I got some of that. I think I learned what a gerund was in English. 
I think I got that. I may have learned in Bible class one thing or, or another. Learn how to do a push-up and pee. Sometimes it's just easy to go through and pass the, pass the class, but nothing sticks. And before we get on the teenagers too much, we spend four hours in church every week at least, if you're in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. I want to ask you, what did you learn last week? What could you point to and say, God taught me this last week in church? So I want to ask you tonight, are you coming to church like a sponge? Are you walking in saying, God, I don't know it all. And God, there's something in that message. There's something in that book. There's something in that song. There's something that I need tonight. There's something I need to learn so I can do this Christian life thing better. I've got my pen ready. My eyes are wide open. I went to bed early last night so that I wouldn't be so tired all through church. My heart is prepared. I'm prayed up. And I'm expecting God to speak to me today. Is that how you come to church? Because it should be. Should be how we come to church. I love going and looking at my, i tell you this and I'm done. I love going in my office, and I brought them here a couple Wednesdays ago. I love looking at my high school Bible and my college Bible. And they convict me when I look at them. Why? Because when I look at them, there were notes everywhere in those Bibles. Every message my pastor preached, I was writing as, as many notes down as I could. Every message in college, I was taking as many notes as I could. I was, I was so diligent, and I look at that, and I think, you know what, have I lost that spirit? Have I lost that attitude? That when I come to church, when I come to the Bible, when I listen to a message, do I just think I know it all already? Or can I be taught? Can I sit down and listen and allow God speak to me? And I want that challenge in my life because I want to consistently have the spirit of a student. I want to have that. Let God teach you how to be more like him. Let him teach you. So I wonder tonight, what, what, would, what would your personality be like or what would your spirit be like when you come to church? Is it like this or is it like that? Is it, hey, I want to learn. I want to soak it in, God. I need it for this week. I need everything. Or is it the spirit of, I've heard it before. It's not new. I don't need it. Tonight, I want to encourage you from the scripture, be teachable. Be teachable. Come to church Come to your Bible reading. Come to Sunday school. Come to Wednesday night. Whatever it is, get there with the spirit of, I want to learn more. I want to be more like Christ. I want to learn more. Our Father, I pray tonight that, God, we would have a spirit 